ready again. Here it is. Swinging fly ball in the right center. Broxton is there. And they're the champions. They have done it. Celebrating at Wrigley Field. They are the champions. And this game is underway with a bang. This is where the lacrosse area gathers to talk Wisconsin sports. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Join in by phone or text at 796-2558. Now, here's Grant Bills. How do you like that? Wisco Sports Show is on the air. I am your host, Grant Bills. 580 AM, 96.7 FM. Or streaming anywhere live at WKTYsports.com. Brewers are division champs. They knock off the Chicago Cubs at Wrigley earlier today. The conclusion of that game could be heard here on WKTY. Just wrapping up a little less than two hours ago. And uh, it was what we thought it was going to be. Well-pitched game. Offenses were going to struggle. Not because the offenses are bad, but because the pitchers always bring their best. The managers always seem to pull the right strings, and every Brewers-Cubs game this season has come down to the wire, and that was no exception today. And I don't think that surprised anyone. I mean, if you had to put money, which game, which of the wildcard games or the one-game playoffs are going to be good, of course it's going to be Brewers-Cubs, because that's how the teams play each other. And that's exactly what it turned out to be. They get the win 3-1, to the only run, the one lone run managed by the Chicago Cubs at home was by way of an Anthony Rizzo solo shot home run. And he got all of it. Don't get me wrong. Uh, But a lot to break down in this win. And Brewers fans should be excited. Cubs fans, well, I'm not going to tell anybody how to feel. I I think anytime you win 95 games, which the Cubs did, and through the nature of baseball, this sometimes happens, you can't be happy with a one-game wild card because you're leaving so much to chance. What if your starting pitcher just out of nowhere decides to have a bad game? What if a player gets thrown out? What if one call doesn't go your way, and all of a sudden, just because of one game, a fantastic season can go out the window? You can see it slip away just over the course of one night. That's the importance of the division title. That's the importance of avoiding that one-game wild card, which the Brewers did, rattling off eight straight wins to come and just rip this division out of the hands of the Chicago Cubs. And look, last week, I remember saying, I was like, man, I, I'm i not putting anything to bed. I'm not I'm not." I'm not saying no to anything, but the Brewers were most likely playing for the wild card. I remember saying that last Tuesday. I said, I'm not closing the door. They can still do it, but most likely it's gonna. It's looking like the wild card. Well, <laughs> there you go. Not the case at all. The Brewers come back storming through eight straight wins, including today, 3-1, to one, getting the win at Wrigley, and I'm excited. We're talking about it all damn show. I know the Packers got a win on Sunday. The Badgers didn't play, so I guess we don't have to worry about that until next Saturday. But right now, the Milwaukee Brewers are divisional champs for the first time since 2011. And for only the third time in what is soon to be about 40 years, 50 years, holy smokes. We're talking about it all show long, and I want to hear from you. 608-796-2558 is the five-star telecom talk and text line. Shoot me a text or give me a call and we can talk about it. I'd love to have a discussion about what you thought of today's win. And Cubs fans, if you're out there. And you got some comments. You want to talk about the playoffs as they settle in. 
And uh, obviously the Cubs aiming now to get another shot at the Brewers uh, by way of a five-game series that would start later this week. We'll break down all the scenarios and all the details. We'll get to that. But right now, I just want to enjoy it, and I want you to enjoy it with me. 608-796-2558. That is the five-star telecom talk and text line. You can also get a hold of the program on Twitter. You can tweet at the station, at WKTY. I'll see it. We'll talk about it. Don't worry. Or you can tweet directly at me, at Keystroker Grant. And we can uh, we can get into all the details and the things you want to talk about as well. If you're out there and you're listening outside of the listening range, or you're listening maybe at work at your desk using the mobile app on your cell phone, thanks for listening along. You can actually leave a voice message uh, to me, and I can play that on the show as well. Pretty cool stuff. So if you're listening on the app, thank you, uh, and uh, well, keep it up. How does that sound? <laughs> Brewers get the win today, 3-1. to one. We're going to talk about it. Craig Council gave his team a impassioned, an impassioned, excuse me, message after the game. I got to play that for you before we go any farther. This was Craig Council briefly in the locker room, as you can expect. The champagne wants to be sprayed. The guys want to drink. They want to jump around and be loud. But Craig Council got to get a couple words in edgewise. Hey, you all just did something that was incredible. We just ran off eight in a row to win this Talked about halfway through the season. We ain't a World Series team yet. We are a World Series. That's a pumped up locker room because they know that they have guaranteed themselves at least a handful more of games. They don't got to play a one game wild card tomorrow night. And you know what? They did it against the friggin' Cubs. And for an organization and a fan base and a team that has, for for lack of a better term, baby brother to the Brewers for the last couple of years, to fly in at the 11th hour and just rip, just absolutely rip the division title out of the hands of the Chicago Cubs and their fans at their home stadium. And as you listen to some reaction from players and managers, General Stern, or General Manager Stearns, not General Stearns, although maybe we can get that nickname going, and Manager Craig Council, They heard the fans today. Fans got to Wrigley. They were loud. They made their voice heard, especially after the game. As the Brewers celebrated on the field, they stayed around in the chance. And, oh, one more thing. By the way, before we go to break and we really start to dig into the details, and we will, we're going to break this game down. We're going to look at some individual performances and exactly what has happened over the last couple of weeks that allowed the Brewers to score eight, or excuse me, get eight straight wins and steal this division at the 11th hour. A lot has gone into it, and we're going to talk about it all. But before I do send it to break, and we actually start getting our hands dirty and dig into this one, Christian Effin Yelich. Anybody. And before today, Cubs fans saying Baez is still the MVP, and I'm sure there will still be people who claim that Baez is the MVP, but they, but they're wrong. <laughs> like I, I I don't want to be dismissive. I don't I don't want to come across as arrogant or ignorant or anything like that. But Christian Yelich is your MVP. And if you're making an argument for anybody else, you're wrong. And you're wasting your breath. It's just the case. I'm sorry. Added on a couple more hits, including an RBI today. Why Joe Madden elected to pitch to him in the first couple of innings was beyond me. But he did, and Christian Yelich made him pay. Javi Baez also had a strikeout at a crucial moment in the game. And chased a ball four that would have put the Cubs in a great position. Fans loud. Shasin reeling near the end of an inning. And he bails him out by swinging at the high heat and popping up on a 3-0 count. 
and I tweeted earlier today, if you follow me at Keystroker Grant, that for how magical and how athletic and how great Baez is on the base paths, or so I'm told, I get I get it to some extent, but I think it's overdone. Guy sure hates to get on base. Doesn't take his walks. He likes to swing wildly. Yelich has what? Dang near 15 walks in the last eight games, in his last 15 at-bats, because nobody wants to pitch to him. And he says, all right, fine. Let me get on base. I'm going to let Ag- Aguilar do his work. Braun's been swinging the ball well, or swinging the bat well, excuse me. I'll let Braun do his work. I'll take my bases, you bet. And because of that, his OPS and his on-base percentage is absolutely up to the moon. Baez is not. And that's just one statistic that has helped Yelich absolutely nail this MVP down. And I remember I was on the air last Thursday. And I said, I don't want to talk MVP yet. Let's wait just a couple of games because I think it's going to settle itself without debate next week. And by gosh, that's exactly what happened. Christian Yelich is going to be your MVP. Book it. And if and if that isn't the case, everybody should have their votes revoked and the MVP voting system should be shook up. And you heard me a week ago. I said it could go either way. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not being a homer on this. It's cut and dry. Christian Yelich is a couple RBIs away from a triple from a triple crown. That hasn't been done in the National League since 1937. 1937, Christian Yelich, going to be your 2018 NL MVP. But more importantly, your Brewers are your 2018 NL Central champions. And I want to talk about it with you coming up next. 608-796-2558 is the five-star telecom talk and text line. We're going to dig into this game and exactly what we saw today. Some jumped out to you today. Let's talk about it. A little detail that you saw that's going to be useful going into the playoffs or something that you learned. Something you thought the crew did well today. I want to talk about it. Going to take a quick break. A lot more NL Central Championship Brewers talk coming up next with me, your host, Grant Bills, on the Wisco Sports Show. Hey, we all just did something that was incredible. We just ran off eight in a row to win this. There you have it, manager Craig Council after the Brewers' 3-1 win at Wrigley Field today to swipe... And I do mean swipe. I do mean steal at the very last moment, at the 11th hour of this 2018 regular season. The Brewers are your NL Central champs coming in at the last moment and ripping it out of the hands of the reeling Chicago Cubs. A lot of, a lot to take away from this game, and I want to talk to you about it as well. If you'd be so kind at 608-796-2558. That is the five-star telecom talking text line. You can also get in touch with the program on Twitter either through uh, WKTY, at WKTY. It's pretty easy, really. Or at my personal Twitter account, at KeystrokerGrant. Brewers get the win 3-1, to one, and today's game was fascinating. The strategy involved and how you were going to approach this game. Because think, think of it this way, and I'm sure if you watch the television broadcast, or heck, even if you were listening to the radio broadcast today, right here on WKTY, even if you were, you were beat over the head with, well, you know, neither neither manager wants to empty his bullpen. Neither manager wants to, to wear out the arms of his studs, of which the Cubs have far fewer, by the way, than the Milwaukee Brewers. Because if you lose, you're going to have to turn around tomorrow night and play either a, a Rockies team or a Dodgers team, who's probably going to start Clayton Kershaw tonight, tomorrow night, excuse me. And you're going to do it with fatigued arms. Imagine today... If Craig Council pulled Chassin in the third inning and then proceeded to rattle off Knable, Jeffress, Hader, and uh, um, Burns. And that's how he finished the game. And then they lose. 
You're going to go into tomorrow night with Hader probably unavailable, which is absolutely unacceptable. Because as we talked about last week, Craig Council's job, his number one job as manager, is to get his best players on the field in a position to help this team. Josh Hader is their best player, possibly. Actually, I think Christian Yelich. He is their best pitcher, let me say that. One of their best players and certainly needs to be on the field in a one-game wild card. And that was a tightrope. That was an issue that Craig Council had to deal with today. And the strategy was fascinating. I got to watch the first half of uh, first half of the game at home. I watched through about the sixth inning, and then I had to go to class. I know, isn't that isn't that a joke? If, if you're new to the program, you don't know me. I am a student at UWL, so uh, the earth actually kept turning today during the Brewers Cubs game. I had a class from two fifteen to three forty. And shout out, I don't, I, I can't imagine he listens to the program, but Professor Doctor Evan Brody of the Communications Department at UW Lacrosse allowed me. To not to not to watch the game in class. I just had it on my laptop. It was on mute. It wasn't a distraction. I, I participated in class. Took some great notes. You can ask him. If you know Dr. Brody, <laughs> you can ask him. The real MVP of the day allowed me to keep tabs on the Brewers in class. And I left like... A, where was I going with this? That's right. I left my house during the sixth inning. And that was the turning point in that game. For me. It was in the sixth inning. Now, no runs were scored. But it was a very important inning. Number one. I was absolutely... I, I was amazed that Craig Council brought Shasin back out for the sixth. I, any, any Brewers fans with me there? I was bewildered. I was beside myself. I looked at my room and I said, if you would have told me this morning that Shasin would be pitching in the sixth inning of the game this afternoon, I, I wouldn't have believed you. I would have said, no way. I would have thought, okay, Shasin going to go through the, through the order one time and then we'll see. Wasn't the case. Made it well into sixth, though. So here's what happens, okay? Shasin comes in, walks J.A. Happ. This is a a tie ball game. Then Contreras grounds into a double play, and you're thinking, okay, Shasin's going to make it through the inning, and then he'll be done. He's going to make it through six, and I'm I'm thinking, man, oh, man. They're going to get six innings out of Shasin, and they're only going to have the seventh and the eighth and ninth to cover with their bullpen. What a blessing, right? And then there's some issues, right? Shasin is pulled, and instead of going for Burns or Hader, which he may have done in a playoff series or in a regular season game, he goes with Sendejo, or Sendeño, excuse me, not Sendejo, plays for the Vikings. Sendejo comes in, Murphy gets a single over the glove of Jonathan Scope into left center field, right center field, excuse me. Then Ben Zobris walks. Now we have an issue, <laughs> right? You got Sendejo who can't control the baseball and has now put two guys on, bringing up Javier Baez. Wrigley is rocking at at hundreds of decibels. It's deafening in there. Everybody's on their feet. And Craig Council goes to get Joaquin Soria. Now, once again, had this been a regular season game or even a one-game playoff or in a playoff series, I can't imagine that Craig Council goes for anybody but Corey Knebel who is pitching lights out right now, by the way. Going all in to try to get a strikeout on Javier Baez. Instead, goes with Joaquin Soria. And Javier Baez strikes out swinging on a 3-2 count. Now, I'm not taking away from, I'm not taking away from the strikeout. I'm not saying he was, he was wild or uncontrolled at the plate because the pitch was right down the middle. He would have got ring, rung up on the call. But he strikes out. That was the turning point because in the sixth inning, Craig Council was able to get through that problem. He was able to work through that mess without using Knable, Hader, Jeffress, Burns. He didn't have to use any of his studs. 
He used Cedeno and Joaquin Soria. And that was huge. That was absolutely huge. Because you figure now, you're through the sixth inning. If if something comes up in the seventh, you can you can use Knable. You can use Jeffress or, or Hayter once. You can't use all of them, and you can't use them for very long. Because once again, you got to think about the possibility of a wild card game tomorrow night. Because at this point in the game, the game was still tied. It was 1-1. So the Brewers go scoreless in the seventh. The Cubs in the seventh are, are nailed down by Knable. Including... Uh, two ground outs and a strikeout. Game remains tied going into the eighth, and that's where the Brewers get some runs. And I think all game, Craig Council was just waiting because it was a one-to-one ball game for a majority of the game. Craig Council was just waiting for the status quo to change. He was just waiting, and that's why I think he stuck with Shasin into the sixth. I don't think he brings him back out if that's a tie ball game. If the Brewers are up 3-1, in the sixth inning, oh no, Shasin's not coming back out there. It's Burns, Hader, Jeffress. Maybe Knable in there as well. He's going to force the Cubs to run that gauntlet. But with a tie ball game, I think Craig Council was just standing along that railing saying, all right, until something changes, until the status quo changes, we're just going to hold here. If the Cubs take a lead on, a, on Shasin, who's pitching well, so be it. But until this game is, is shifted one way or another, I'm just going to hold tight. And because the Cubs didn't score on Cedeno or Soria, he looks like a genius, right? He looks like a guy who saved some of his best bullpen arms and got away with using his... I don't want to call them bad. They're good relievers. Soria is a good reliever. Cedeno is a good reliever. But they're not upper echelon in that Brewer's pen. They, they don't pitch with the electricity and the dominance that those other guys do. But Craig Council got to squeak by. By not using any of his studs. And that was huge at the time. Because it was still a 1-1 game. As soon as the Cubs take a lead. Or the Brewers take a lead. Then Council has something to work with. But at that time he didn't. And the fact that Soria was able to get that strikeout against Javi Baez. Is well it's it's kind of amazing to be completely honest. Then of course the Brewers get the runs in the 8th uh, in inning. For those who aren't familiar. Ar- Orlando Arcia had a great day. And, and we'll go do go down the box score a little bit and just pick out some individual performances and, and some impressive things that happened. But Santana with a pinch hit double for Knable moved Arcia all the way over to third. And then Kane with an RBI single. Braun with an RBI single. Really impressive top of the eighth inning. And they did it without anything from Christian Yelich who struck out swinging. Brewers get the job done in the top of the eighth. And then, then comes Josh Hader. And he was something else again today. There was a video I saw of uh, of Daniel Murphy hitting against Josh Hader. And it looked laughable. It looked like uh, a, an 8th grader stepping into an MLB batting cage just trying to just throw the bat out there and make contact. And he, he fouled one off. His bat got there at the very last second. Hader continues. And he, he had a couple bad outings against the Cardinals and against the Tigers. But... Uh, Today, he brought his best stuff. Two innings, zero earned runs, three strikeouts, and zero walks. Hader gets the save. Knable gets the win. And Justin Wilson gets the loss. Look, Shasin did, I, I think he went above and above and beyond the call of duty today. Like I said, I was able to watch all of uh, all of Shasin's action. I watched up through the Baez strikeout at home. I watched the rest in class. One more time, shout out to Professor Evan Brody. Uh, you're the man for letting that slide in class. I was I, 
you got to love Yoli Shasin. I, I'm, I'm almost at a loss for words. Came in and gave you the start that you needed. Gave you a chance to win. Not only a quality start, it was a stellar start. And he got into the sixth. And the fact that it was still tied, Craig Cowles is probably saying, Shasin's making my job easy today. Because nobody can grill him for leaving Shasin in there and possibly relinquishing a, a tie or a lead if Shasin's pitching well. And you heard in that in that clubhouse interview with uh, Buster Olney, I believe it was, Buster Olney, saying, hey, Craig, playoff-type atmosphere here today. When are you thinking of getting into that bullpen? You got a lot of good arms there. And he said, hey, Shasin's pitching well right now. We're going to roll with him. You can't fault a guy for that. Not saying that Craig Council is worried about being faulted. But uh, I think I think things shook out. Could not have shaken out better for Craig Council today. And for you Brewers fans, they take the division championship today at Wrigley Field. 3-1 to one, your final score from Wrigley. We're going to continue to talk about it throughout the course of this show. We'll probably give the Packers a little bit of, a little bit of a plug here at the end of the show. And we'll preface things to come. Because at some point this week, we are going to dig into the Green Bay Packers. Don't worry about that. And uh, we'll talk about that a little bit as well. We're going to go into the locker room. Not literally, but we're going to hear some messages from the locker room and, and some of the sound bites from the players because it was really a cool atmosphere in Chicago today with Sophia Menert and uh, and all the other interviewers, especially Sophia Menert. I'm not going to lie. She is she is tremendous. And she's in the locker room. Her hair's just soaked. Looked like she ran through a rainstorm getting beer and champagne sprayed all over and just got a lot of really cool stuff from a couple of Brewers players today. So we're going to run through that. We'll also look at the box score. And, uh, and just break down, the Brewers had some really good individual performances today, including from a couple players you really wouldn't expect, especially at a game of this magnitude. We're going to talk about that coming up next. If you want to share your thoughts on anything, 608-796-2558 on the five-star telecom talk and text line. We'll be back in a moment in the Wisco Sports Show with me, your host, Grant Bills. You're listening to WKTY. Wisco Sports Show rolls on here on WKTY. I am your host, Grant Bills. Brewers take the NL Central Division Championship, and I keep saying it, I'm going to keep saying it, ripping it away from the Chicago Cubs on their home field at the last second, and uh, we have some listeners and some callers here who are locked into the game, 608-796-2558 on the five-star telecom talk and text line. Let's go to Hunter. Hunter, how are you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. You were actually here at the building today. What was it like being able to, to I mean, what were your thoughts? You got to listen to Euchre's call, which had to be cool. What are you taking away from this one? Yeah, I, uh, yeah, like you said, I worked over there today, board out the game, and it, it was just, it was just cool to, to, to be a part of it. And so I was actually in the, in the studio as well on Wednesday and to listen to Euchre and kind of, you know, you're happy for him. Council said it earlier uh, this week when they clinched, you're happy for everybody in the organization. It's just, it's just, it's just fun. I, I don't know how yeah. else to explain it. Like just you, the Brewers just went and, you know, in your dream of dreams, the Brewers, maybe like you saw a couple months ago, you're like, okay, you know, in, in my dreams, the Brewers would go and maybe the last day of the year, steal the division from the Cubs. They just did that. And they did it in a head to head matchup in Wrigley field. So, like, as a Brewer fan, it's just it's just so special, and I think we just have to realize that as Brewer fans, like, what just actually happened and how awesome it was. Hey, it's uh, Hunter. I've only seen it a couple times in my lifetime. I'm used to the Packers making the playoffs. I'm used to the Badgers being in the tournament. This is something that's special and only comes around uh, every so often. So, looking towards the NLDS, what are your thoughts? You got predictions? What do you think this team does going into the playoffs? Yeah, well, it looks like the Dodgers are going to take uh, take that uh, NL West yep. division. It looks last time I checked, they're up five nothing. So it looks like the Dodgers will win that and go and play the Braves. So you're playing either the Rockies or the Cubs, and the way the Cubs 
played today, especially their offense. And, you know, they did score 10 yesterday against the Cardinals, but I, I, I don't know. The Rockies, I feel like they can just jump on anybody, and their pitching has been pretty good so far. Um, so I, I don't know. Obviously, it'd be tough for the Cubs to lose two games in a row at Wrigley, but either way, whether they play the Cubs or the Rockies, yeah. I feel like this team has the advantage. They have obviously the home field advantage. Um, they'll get games one, two, and five at home. And I just feel like the way that the team is pitching, the offense has finally come together. Yes, three runs isn't 10 runs, but it's still three runs. They scored six, six, and 10 against Detroit. And I just feel like everything's really coming together. And they've won eight in a row. I mean, Council said it after the game. He said, it's incredible what they just did. They won eight in a row. So they're the hottest team in baseball right now. There's no doubt about that. So I don't see it stopping in the NLDS. Yeah, you just hope they can keep it going. Hunter, thank you very much, uh, and and we'll we'll enjoy this run together, I'm sure. Oh, for sure, for sure. Thanks. Yeah, you got it, Hunter. Going down the line, we got now the phone lines are lighting up. What were you guys waiting for? Been asking for this all day. Brewers are champs. We should be able to talk about it. All right, here on the Wisco Sports Show, what do you think? Hey, what's going on, Grant? Thanks for uh, taking my call. So I just got in my car, just was able to tune in. I don't know if you've touched on this sure. before. But and maybe this is just the buzz of winning today kind of riding me through this, but is it is it crazy for me to say that I honestly think this team could make a World Series push? Just hear me out. I know baseball is different than, than football yeah. or from basketball, but this team is the hottest team in the majors right now. You came off a seemingly insurmountable division uh, divisional lead to come back, take the division on the on your biggest rival's home field. So you've got to think they're coming high off of that win. Is it crazy for me to think that they could keep riding this to the World Series? Craig Council actually talked about that in his press conference, and it's not something that you really heard in, in 2011 or 2008. Like the, That's unique to this year. I think this team does believe that they can do that. I mean, they're hot at the right time, and they have guys who are individually hot at the right time as well. So you know what? I, I'm buying that. I'm buying what you're selling right now. Yeah, I, I just think this team, as a team, is really hot. Yelich is playing out of this world right now. Oh, my gosh. Braun's been contributing. They've been contributing everywhere. I just really think that this team, if they can keep riding this wave, they can make a deep playoff push. Being hot at the right time is important. Before I let you go, i got to ask. It, Christian Yelich is the MVP, right? That's not even a question. Without a doubt, he's the MVP. <laughs> Okay, okay, I just wanted to get that right. Thanks a lot for the call. 608, uh, geez, I can't even remember the phone number now. 608-796-2558. Getting some good action here on the Five Star Telecom Talk and Text Line. Call you're on the Wisco Sports Show. What do you think? I think the Brewers are doing wonderfully well. and I was just wanting to refer to uh, our good man, Josh Hader. He, he has twice thrown pitches where they hit home runs uh one was back to back. I'm not sure the other one was back to back. What was the conditions on the field? It was raining. Yep. So I'm just I'm just calling to get this message to Craig Council. <laughs> uh, if it's raining, get him the hell out of the game because they got plenty of others. If it's raining, don't give him the ball. Amen. He's done well every other time. And I'm glad Craig Council's probably listening right now. So I, I love that take. Thanks for the call very much. <laughs> Thank you. Now there's a see. This is we have smart listeners. We just don't, we don't have guys who think with just their heart. We have listeners who think with their head as well. Josh Hader, rain is his kryptonite. He's not a mutter. What's that, uh, what's that Seinfeld episode? He's a mutter. His mother was a mutter. Father was a mutter too. Josh Hader, he's not a mutter. I think we can, uh, 
we can uh, we can definitely say for certain that Josh Hader must not be a mutter. And Craig Council, if you are listening, uh, 608-796-2558 to adjust or to respond to these claims that Josh Hader is not a mutter and in fact cannot pitch in the rain. Thanks for the action on the five star telecom talk and text line. The Brewers get the win three to one today. Now, the Brewers had already secured a playoff berth. They had already at least locked up a wild card, a one-game wild card game. But I think it's just a sense of relief for Brewers fans. You can enjoy this for a couple of days. I think it's more enjoyable when you do it against a rival, especially the way they wrapped up the year, not limping into the playoffs like we've seen in the past, but absolutely throttling themselves into the playoffs at full speed, uh, winning eight games, uh, by the way, on their way to the playoffs. And you know what? Caller, uh, caller referred to how the fact that the Brewers, he thinks the Brewers could be a World Series team, not just um, not just a divisional champs team or a, or a wild card team. This is Craig Council's word after the postgame. Now, you've heard this once already, but listen to what Craig Council said at the end. It's about 30 seconds long. This, is, this was his address to the team. Listen to what he said near the end regarding just exactly that, the World Series. We all just did something that was incredible. We just ran off eight in a row to win this. We talked about halfway through the season. We ain't a World Series team yet. We are a World Series team. There you go. We're not a World Series team yet, but they're a World Series team now. That's Craig Council. His words, not mine. I try not to get too high or too low, but right now, Brewers fans, you're hot at the right time. You're healthy. I guess minus Jimmy Nelson, if you really want to be a stickler and, and rain on everybody's parade today. They're healthy at the right time. They're good. They're playing well. They're hot. They've gotten lucky at times throughout this stretch, but uh, but I don't think that's played into exactly just, uh, I mean, you don't win eight in a row based on luck. you got to be good um, as well, and Christian Yelich has been the heart and soul of that team and, uh, and as one of the callers said, it's not a question. Let's not talk about it anymore. Let's just not. <laughs> it's over. I love it. I, I love the dismissiveness uh, from that caller. 608-796-2558. If you want to get in on the action, a lot of good action so far on the, on the phones today. When we come back, we're going to dig into the locker room a little bit. And like it, we're not actually, of course, not going into a locker room, but we're going to hear some, uh, some sound bites of players and uh, David Stearns, especially after this game. Uh, just a really cool scene. And and as a fan, I'm going to fan out for a sec. It just, it, it was a cool feeling. I'm not going to lie. To watch this team who has toiled away for a couple of years in a rebuild, brought in some stud players, both through trades and free agency, tweaked the roster throughout the year. And how many times have we seen this team babied, baby brothered by the Cubs? There were times this year where I said, I don't think the Brewers are going to make the playoffs. Cubs are a better team. Well, you know what? At least today, the Brewers were better, and that helped them secure the NL Central division title via uh, a win in a one-game playoff. So when we come back, we're going to dig into some locker room interviews. They're really, really cool, and they're emotional, and they're fun. If you're a Brewers fan, it's just going to make the rest of your night that much better, and we can listen to it together. Coming up next, here on the Wisco Sports Show, I am your host, Grant Bills. You're listening to WKTY. Slow out there. Rain last night. Oh, this baby loves the slop. Loves it. Eats it up. Eats the slop. Born the slop. His father was a mutter. His father was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. What did I just say? It's confirmed. Josh Hader, not a mutter. <laughs> can't throw in the mud. Can't throw in the rain. 
And that's the kind of content, that's the kind of insight you get here on the Wisco Sports Show. 608-796-2558. That astute observation made by one of our callers on the Five Star Telecom talk and text line. But regardless, no rain today at Wrigley. And Josh Hader continued his dominance as he gets uh, the save as the Brewers rip away the division title from the Chicago Cubs. 3-1, to one, your final score. And let's keep talking about Josh Hader. Talked, uh, talked a little bit after this game in the locker room, specifically to Sophia Menert, about exactly what this game means, how everybody on this team has contributed, and something we haven't heard from players and from management yet, the fans, just monumental and, and extremely important during today's game. Oh, there's nothing better. You know, this team uh, all these seasons never given up, you know, playing good baseball, keeping it simple, not trying to overdo things. And I, I really think this, even this September, the bats have been going and, and keeping the momentum. And uh, I think that's really the big, biggest thing. And you guys have had so many great head-to-head matchups with the Cubs all season long. How determined were you guys to win this one here today? Oh, we were definitely determined. We wanted this. This is uh, this is what we wanted for Milwaukee and uh, and for all the fans that came out. I mean, I could hear them definitely. They were loud. Uh, so, you know, glad we made it happen. The Brewers fans were loud today. I, I was I was surprised. What I'm about to say next, I don't want you to take the wrong way because I'm sure some of you have have felt the same way when you're at a, when you are at uh, a sporting event, whether it's the Packers, Badgers, Brewers, Bucks, doesn't matter. I grew up in uh, in Menominee, Wisconsin, which is about two hours north of La Crosse. It is three hours from Lambeau, four hours from Miller Park and the Bradley Center, and it's three hours from Madison. It is a pain and a half to get to a game. When I when I was young and my family went to game, we would have to get a hotel typically, or we would have to drive back. Neither is ideal. It made work or school the next day a pain in the butt, and and it stunk. And because of that. When we did get to go to a game, it was very, very special. It was very important, and I tried to make the most out of it. Now, if you grew up in Milwaukee, or you live in Milwaukee, you might see going to Miller Park is just another Tuesday. Right, let's go see the Brewers. Uh, who's in town? The Rockies? Yeah, well, sure, whatever. Let's go to a game. When I'm in a game, I like to stand. I like to scream. I like to be a part of things. I like to feel as a fan that I'm having as much impact on the game in front of me as possible. When I watch Packer games of fans at Lambeau or at Miller Park, it doesn't always feel that way. I remember I was at a Brewers game. It doesn't feel like everybody else feels the same way I do. I went to a Brewer game back in July. It was while they were playing the Twins, and they walked it off in extra innings on a walk-off walk. And I had to look around me. I felt uncomfortable standing in the bottom of the ninth when they came up. They scored three runs in the bottom of the ninth to tie it, two or three runs, and then they, they walked it off in the tenth. And I felt guilty. I felt bad looking around for standing up because nobody else would. It was the weird, and of course, that's a regular season game. But if there's if there's a reason to be excited and stand up, a three-run comeback in the bottom of the ninth and then a walk-off, you're kidding me, and you're going to stay in your seat? Come on. Packers fans, you were doing the wave on, on Sunday while the Packers were on offense, and I don't really blame you because that, that was just an ugly game. They won, but I mean, and we'll, we'll dig into that game as, as the week continues, but sometimes I feel like, and, and we all know that Bill Michaels has a continued tirade against the the student section at UW-Madison. Sometimes it feels like fans for Wisconsin, they like to be there, like they like to drink, they like to use it as recreation, but the, what's going on in the field isn't always of the utmost priority, and that was really, really cool to see that 
not only this weekend at Miller Park, but today at Wrigley Field, that the Brewers fans at least got down there, made it a respectable balance of fans, and had their voice heard. And that was called out not only by Josh Hader, but David Stearns, who in the postgame press conference, in the locker room, I should say, not really a formal press conference, echoed that same sentiment. Yeah, I will say our fan base did an incredible job on short notice getting down here. Um, there are a lot of Brewers fans all over this ballpark. They were loud. It was great to see. Um, they deserve a tremendous amount of credit for what happened today. David Stern, sorry about the dramatic the dramatic noise at the end. David Stern's complimenting the fans as well. It was cool to hear the MVP chants, to hear that now, of course, the cheers aren't as loud as the Cubs fans. When the Cubs scored a home run, obviously wasn't as loud in there, and nor should you expect it to be. It's still a road game, but... When the game's over, to have the fans come down around the uh, around the edge and and cheer on the players and chant MVP for Christian Yelich. Which, by the way, Cubs fans, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Christian Yelich is the MVP. It's done. It's over. Our call our caller wouldn't even respectfully answer the question earlier. Like it's done. Call it. And it was pretty cool to see Brewers fans get down along the railing and uh, and talk about that as well. And speaking of the MVP, let's hear from Christian Yelich. We do have a little bit of a of interview from him now. Christian Yelich. What's fascinating with him is. After an incredible performance in interviews, he always likes to deflect. He doesn't like to talk about himself, and he said that before. I hate talking about myself. Always deflecting to his teammates, to his coaches, and Lorenzo Cain, especially today, and Ryan Braun, and, and guys, here's what Josh, or excuse me, not Josh Hader, Christian Yelich, your soon-to-be National League MVP, had to say after this one. I mean, this is how we've been winning uh, all year long. Contributions from everybody, people stepping up and big... Talking about his teammates, catch that? Situations getting it to the bullpen uh, late in the game, and we like our chances. And they came in and shut the door like they've been doing all year long, and a really special win. Could you ever imagine hearing MVP chants as loud as they were at Wrigley Field? Uh, it was crazy. I mean, Brewers fans really came out and supported us. Uh, there was a lot of them out there that we could hear them, and we wanted to get this done for them today. Uh, so, you know, thank you for coming out, and you know, I'm glad we were able to bring that home. Christian Yelich loves talking about other people. And, and the bullpen, I mean, it's worth talking about. You got you got four or five guys who could be closers on other teams. Josh Hader, obviously. Jeffress, obviously, he's closing right now for the Brewers. Knable, who's closed before. There's three guys. Corbin Burns has the stuff of a closer. He's probably going to end up being a starter next year. But but as a weapon in middle relief, giving Craig Council that flexibility uh, to maybe go to his pen earlier, knowing that Corbin Burns could gave, give you two innings, maybe three if he's fresh. That's a, that's a luxury many managers do not have. To, to go to closer quality pitching in the sixth inning is pretty wild. Let's let's look at the box score today. For those of you who maybe missed the game or, or only heard bits and pieces, want to know exactly how it shook out. Well, the Brewers did win 3-1. to one. Uh, one run coming by the bat of Christian Yelich, one by Lorenzo Cain, and one from Ryan Braun. But if you want a little bit more detail, I'll give it to you now. Lorenzo Cain with one hit and an RBI in the eighth inning. Christian Yelich, four at-bats, three hits which bumps his average up to 326, including an RBI who knocked in uh, Orlando Arcia in the first inning. Uh, let's see, Aguilar, uh, one hit out of four today. Broxton came in for defense at the end. Braun, one of four with an RBI. Uh, Hater obviously didn't hit. Jonathan Scope, one oh for four. I don't necessarily hate that start today, though. Travis Shaw, I think at some point you just gotta, you just gotta cut bait. Uh, not with Shaw himself, but against Jose Quintana. Uh, Moustakas won one for four today. Uh, Arcia, two of four of four, excuse me, with two runs scored. Two runs coming by the feet of Orlando Arcia scoring. That's uh, 
I don't think you would have expected that today as, as Brewers fans. And if he can get the bat swinging, holy smokes, because that bottom of the order is going to have a guy who's quick and can steal bases and can run the base as well. Other than that, it's pitchers all the way down with the exception of Domingo Santana, who went one for one, a double in an RBI. He has been reliable at worst coming off the bench uh, here to wrap up the season. Marty chimes in and says 608 on 608 on the five-star telecom talking text line. I am like you. Every game I go to, I am always cheering and people around you look at you funny, but they better, they better know because we have to show everyone how important this is. I'm 51 and I'm like a little kid. Just so excited for them. Marty, look, I like to be involved in a game. I like to stand and scream on third down. I like to do as much as I can to be a part of the game. Uh, and, and I'm with you. Sometimes you go to a game and, and look, a regular season game in July is one thing. But if they're about to walk it off, get out of your chair. Let's go. Stand up. I know you've had enough beer. Like, you're not that tired. Come on. Uh, Tom chimes in and says, last time we were, last time they clinched, we were at the game. Today we watched and listened, but it was just as awesome. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Tom is actually my dad. Uh, a lot of cool memories, not only back to 2008, which is a little foggier for me, but, uh, but in 2011, I was actually able to be at the game where Giovanni Gallardo and the Brewers beat the Marlins and then waited for the Chicago Cubs to beat the St. Louis Cardinals after the game before celebrating, clinching the division back in 2011. So my dad chiming in, uh, reminding me of that. Uh, some really cool memories attributed to to these Brewers playoff runs, and that's something that I'm always going to be able to uh, to hold on to the rest of my life and to tell my kids and hopefully my grandkids, if they, if that's the day, who will uh, who will undoubtedly, hopefully, be Brewers baseball fans. And that's what I was talking about on Thursday after they clinched the clinched the division. Craig Council saying it wasn't just for, remember what he said, it's, it's not just for, for, uh, for our players and for our fans, but it's for the, the groundskeeping crew, the old couple that sits up in the upper deck, the guy who sit in the same spot right behind the dugout for all home games all year. It's for the couple in the retirement home, right, who, who just got three hours of, of entertainment and quality baseball to watch all summer long. I don't think that can be understated. And, and I, I hate to go back and rehash what we were talking about last Thursday. But that's what's different about Brewers baseball, and that's why it's a feel-good day today. Look, the Chicago Cubs are a proud and storied franchise. World Series rings or not. They're a proud, storied franchise with a lot of history, uh, and it's all wrapped up in Wrigley Field. But the, but, the, but the Milwaukee Brewers, they're different. They're just different. They're not the Red Sox. They're not the Yankees. They're not the Dodgers. They're not the Cubs. They're the Brewers. And when the Brewers make the playoffs, it's not just celebrated by those upper-class fans who go out for for craft beers in downtown Chicago on Thursday night after the game, wearing their Patagonia jackets and their and their stylish flannels. The the Milwaukee Brewers, they're about the guy like I said last week, who's who listens every night while mowing mowing his lawn and working out at his garage on his radio up in Cable or up in Birchwood or up in Spooner. The guy in uh, the guy in Wausau, who who watches the game every night when he gets home from work. That's that's what Brewers baseball is about. And Craig Council did such a cool job uh, talking about that after they clinched on Thursday. Um, didn't didn't make any such statement today. I don't think it was necessary. Uh, it just goes without saying today when they won the division. 3-1 to one, the final score. And you gotta love what uh, what the Brewers are bringing their fans right now. And thanks to Marty, Nate, Hunter, everybody who chimed in, and, and Dad, Tom. Thank you for chiming in as well. We were at the we were at the game last time they clinched, and that wasn't planned. We had tickets for that game a couple of weeks out, and we were counting the days. And memories like this, when the Brewers get into the playoffs, especially when they beat teams like the Cubs, and they have you know memorable seasons. It's something that we're going to be able to remember forever, and it only happens so often, so enjoy it while it lasts. World Series 
or a, or a first round out, it has been an incredible ride so far. Not satisfied, you're hoping for more, but definitely some cool memories and some cool emotions that can be attached to this specific team and every playoff team the Brewers have ever had. So great show today. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll get into the Packer game, I promise, but we'll also keep the Brewer buzz rolling. I am your host, Grant Bills. You've been listening to the Wisco Sports Show here on WKTY. Same time, same place tomorrow. I'll talk to you then.